Mental health issues are rarely out of the headlines. <clears throat> Each year, we seem to be told the problems of psychological distress, anxiety and depression grow, despite more and more money being invested in treatment. Is it that the treatment of psychological disorders is ineffective or insufficient, or that its effect is overwhelmed by the increases in community prevalence? It's an important question because it can affect the balance of expenditure on interventions aimed at prevention in the community, in other words, population interventions, versus treatment services for individuals. That's what drove mathematical modellers at the Brain and Mind Centre at the University of Sydney to investigate. And the lead author was Senior Research Fellow, Dr Adam Skinner. Welcome to The Health Report. Uh, thanks for the invitation. Now, we're not in al alone in Australia with this conundrum, are we? Uh, no. So this this pattern of stable or worsening population mental health in the face of uh, increasing access to mental health care is um, also observed in other high-income countries. Uh, so the United Kingdom, the United States, um, Canada and Japan. Um, so uh, it's being labelled the, the treatment prevalence paradox. Um, so... I suppose my, my quite... Well, it's OK. Sorry. So they've got the problem too. More treatment but you've still got the problem and the prevalence doesn't go down. We should just make a, a, a distinction here. We're not talking about instance, in other words, the number of new cases every year. We're talking about the burden of mental health issues in the community. But why would you expect treatment to lower prevalence? Because, for example, if you've got heart disease and you go on statins and blood pressure medication, you've still got heart disease, even though the risk of the heart disease goes down. Sure. So what we're... Um, what we're looking at here are, are people who have current disorders, so people who are who are experiencing um, symptoms currently. Um, and um, the, there's evident, quite a, a substantial amount of evidence from, from randomised controlled trials at mental health treatments, so um, psychological therapy, medication, or a combination of both, um, can, can reduce people's symptoms. And so we would expect... Um, that increasing access to these treatments should should result in a, a decline in the number of people with current mental health problems in in the population at any point in time. So, how did you study this? Uh, so, um, we looked at this using a, a a relatively simple mathematical model um, of the onset of, of mental health problems um, and recovery due to to treatment. So. Um, we fitted this model to, to data on the, the prevalence of, of high to very high psychological distress um, and uh, access to Medicare subsidised mental health services in Australia um, over the period 2008 uh, to 2019. So it was a 10-year um, period, so it was a big sample. Yeah, yeah. So, so this process of model fitting uh, essentially involves adjusting key parameters in the model um, to produce the closest possible match that we can get between um, the, the model outputs and the empirical data. Because during this time, expenditure went up a lot, particularly on the, what's called the Better Access Scheme, which is access to psychological, individual psychologists, and the workforce went up as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, so um, the, the result of, of those things is that um, um, the, the proportion of the population accessing mental health care um, so, so Medicare subsidised mental health care went um, went up from from 4.8% in 2008 to 10.6% in 2019. So, uh, more than doubling uh, of the the rate of service provision over that period. So, did, it, did when you really dug into it, was it making a difference? Um, yeah. So we looked at we looked at two. 
two possible explanations for why um, why we see this pattern of, of what looks like no no real impact of increasing access to care. And uh, one of these is an increase in incidence uh, of mental health problems, so the number of new cases per year. So if this is increasing. Um, uh, uh, more so the rapidly, waves are getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, more rapidly than the, the, the recovery rate um, due to increasing access to care. We'd expect an increase in prevalence. Um, the other explanation we looked at was um, a decline in uh, the effectiveness of treatment. So um, by that, we, we don't necessarily mean a decline in the, the quality of care provided in a, a typical consultation. Um, what, what we're interested in here is the possibility that the increasing treatment dropout associated with declining service accessibility uh, may have led to a decline in the, pro the proportion of patients receiving adequate care. So, um, you know, if, if demand for care is increasing more rapidly than the capacity of services to treat people, we expect waiting times and out-of-pocket costs and so on to increase, um, which is going to lead to a, a greater number of people disengaging from care uh, prematurely, which is a problem because um, patients usually have to attend multiple consultations over a period of months uh, for treatment to be effective. Did you model what would have happened if you hadn't invested in treatment? So in other words, you, you found that there were systemic problems with treatment services that may have been overwhelmed by the increase in prevalence. But when you analysed it, what, what would have happened if there was no investment in treatment? Uh, yeah, so, so this is something we looked at. So our analyses clearly indicate that the risk of developing um, high levels of distress has increased. Um, uh, but we ran some simulation analyses using a fitted model to look at what would happen if incidents had remained constant over that period, 2008 to 2019. And what we see um, uh, is that if the, the, the increase in access to care over that period would have resulted in a, um, a modest but still significant decline in, in the prevalence of psychological distress over the over the study period. So in other words, if you hadn't if we hadn't had the increased amount of mental health issues in the community, you would have seen a dip. It was just that it was overwhelmed. But it wasn't dramatic. There which suggests there are problems with the way we're investing in treatment. I mean that's the other implication I assume of your study. Uh, yeah, so the the increase was uh, sorry, the, the decrease the, uh, was small. Um, and part of the reason for that is the, the, the level of access to care. So um, in the recent National Study of Mental Health and Wellbeing uh, in 2020-21, um, we see that only, you know, um, around half of people with a 12-month disorder actually access care. Um, another problem is that people who access care um, uh, only, only around 40% of those receive adequate care. So they, they stick with care long enough for it to be potentially effective. And then there's also the issue which Ian Hickey um, at the Brain and Mind Centre has talked about as well, which is that it's not necessarily appropriate for everybody to see a psychologist working by him or herself. It needs to be a psychologist working in a team. So it may be the design of services. Fascinating stuff, Adam. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Dr. Adam Skinner is a senior research fellow in the Brain and Mind Centre at the University of Sydney. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.